साइंस चैप्टर फोर्टी फाइव काका साहेब्स डाउट एंड आनंद राव्स विजन वुडन प्लैंक बाबाज बेडस्टेड एंड नॉट भगत्स प्रिलिमिनरी वी हैव डिस्क्राइब्ड इन द लास्ट थ्री चैप्टर्स बाबाज पासिंग अवे हिज फिजिकल और फाइनेट फॉर्म हैज नो डाउट डिसअपियर फ्रॉम आवर व्यू बट द इनफाइनेट और द स्पिरिचुअल फॉर्म स्पिरिट ऑफ बाबा एवर लिव्स द लीलाज विच अकर ड्यूरिंग हिज लाइफ टाइम हैव बीन डिवेल्ड अपॉन एट अ ग्रेट लेंथ अप टिल नाउ एवर सिंस हिज पासिंग अवे मोर लीलाज हैव टेकन प्लेस एंड आर इवन नाउ हैपनिंग दिस क्लियरली शोज दैट बाबा इज एवर लिविंग एंड हेल्पिंग हिज ड्यूटीज एज बिफोर द पीपल हु गॉट द कॉन्टैक्ट ऑफ बाबा when he was living were indeed very fortunate but if any of them did not get a dispassion for the things and the enjoyments of the world and had not their minds turned to the lord it was their sheer ill luck what was then desired and is still desired in the whole hearted devotion to baba all our senses organs and mind should cooperate in worshiping and serving baba it is no use in engaging some organs in the worship and deflecting others if a thing like worship or meditation is to be done it ought to be done with all our mind and soul the love that a chaste woman bears to her husband is sometimes compared to that which a disciple bears to his master guru yet the former falls a far short of the latter which is incomparable no one whether he be father mother brother or any other relation comes to our aid in attaining the goal of life self realization we have to chalk out and transverse the path of self realization ourselves we have to discriminate between the unreal and real renounce the things and the enjoyments of this world and the next and control our senses and mind and aspire for liberation only instead of depending upon others we should have full faith in ourselves when we begin to practice discrimination we come to know that the world is transient and unreal and our passion for worldly things becomes less and ultimately we get dispassion or non attachment for them when we know that brahma which is no other than our guru is the sole reality and it transcends and besets the seeming universe we begin to worship it we begin to worship it in all creatures this is the unity bhajan or worship when we thus worship brahma or guru wholeheartedly we become one with him and attain self realization in short always chanting the name of the guru and meditating on him enables us to see him in all beings and confers eternal bliss on us the following story will illustrate this kaka sahib's doubt and anand rao's vision it is well known that sai baba had enjoined kaka sahib dikshit to read daily two works of shri eknath one bhagwat and two bhavartha ramayana 
Kaka Sahib read this daily while Baba was living and he followed the practice even after Baba's passing away. Once in Kaka Mahajani's house in Chopati, Mumbai, Kaka Sahib was reading Eknath Bhagwat in the morning. Mother of Deshpande, Alayas Shama and Kaka Mahajani were then present and listened attentively to the portion read, with the second chapter, 11th skand of the book. Therein, the nine Naths or Siddhis of Rishab family, that is Kavi, Hari, Antariksha, Prabhupta, Pipalayan, Avirohtra, Dramil, Chamas, Karabhajan expounded the principles of the Bhagavad Dharma to King Janak. The latter asked all the night natas most important question and each of them answered them satisfactorily. The first, that is Kavi, explained what is Bhagavad Dharma. Hari, the characteristics of Bhag- Bhagat, that is devotee. Antariksha, what is Maya, Prabhuddha, how to cross Maya. Pipalayan, what is Parabrahma, Avirodra, what is Karma, Drumil, the incarnation of gods and the deeds. Chamas, how a non-devotee fares after death. Karbhajan, the different modes of worship of gods in different ages. The substance of all the exposition was that, in this Kali age, the only means of liberation was the remembrance of Hari, God's or Lord's or Guru's feet. After the reading was over, Kaka Sahib said in a despondent tone to Mother Rao and others, How wonderful is the discourse of the nine Naths or Bhakti or devotion, but at the same time, how difficult it is to put it into practice. The Nathas were perfect, but is it possible for fools, for fools like us to attend devotion as delineated by them? We won't get it even after several births. Then how are we to get salvation? It seems that there is no hope for us. Mother Rao did not like this pessimistic attitude of Kakashayab. He said, it is pity that one who by his good luck got such a jewel guru as Baba should cry out so despairingly. If he has unwavering faith in Baba, why should he feel restless? The bhakti of Natas may be strong and powerful, but is not ours loving and affectionate? And has not Baba told us authoritatively that remembering and chanting Hari's and Guru's name confers salvation? Then where is the cause for fear and anxiety? Kaka Sahib was not satisfied with Madhav Rao's explanation. He continued to be anxious and restless the whole day, thinking and brooding over how to get the powerful bhakti of the Nathas. Next morning, the following miracle took place. One gentleman named Anandrao Pakhade came there in search of Madhavrao. The reading of Bhagavad was then going on. Mr. Pakhade sat near Madhavrao and was whispering something to him. He was mentioning in a low tone his dream vision. As there was some interruption in the reading by his whispering, 
Kaka Sahib stopped there, the reading and asked Mother Rao what the matter was. The letter said, Yesterday you expressed your doubt. Now, here is the explanation of it. Here Mr. Pakhade's vision, explaining the characteristic of devotion and showing that the devotion in the form of bowing down to or worshipping of Guru's feet is sufficient. All were anxious to hear the vision, especially Kakashai. At their suggestion, Mr. Pakhade began to relate the vision as follows. I was standing in the deep sea in the waist deep water. There I saw Sai Baba, all of sudden. He was sitting on a beautiful throne studded with diamonds, with his feet submerged in water. I was most pleased and satisfied in the form of Baba. The vision was so realistic that I never thought that it was a dream. Curiously enough, Madhav Rao was also standing there. He said to me feelingly, Anand Rao, fall at Baba's feet. I rejoined, I also wish to do so, but his feet are in water. How can I place my head on them? I am helpless. Hearing this, he said to Baba, O Deva, take out your feet which are under the water. Then Baba immediately took out his feet. I caught them without delay and bowed down to them. On seeing this, Baba blessed me saying, Go now, you will attend your welfare. There is no cause for fear and anxiety. He also added, Give a silk-bordered dotar to my shama. You will benefit thereby. In compliance with Baba's order, Mr. Pakhade brought the dotar and requested Kaka Sahib to hand it over to Madhav Rao. But the latter refused to accept it, saying, that unless Baba gave a hint or suggestion for acceptance, he would not accept it. Then, after some discussion, Kaka Sahib decided to cast lots. It was the practice of Kaka Sahib to cast lots in all matters in doubt and to abide by the decision as given in the picked-up cheat. In this particular case, two cheats, on one of which was written to accept and on the other to reject were placed at the feet of the Baba and a child was asked to pick one of them. The accept cheat was picked up and the Dotar was accepted by Madhav Rao. In this way, both Anand Rao and Madhav Rao were satisfied and Kaka Sahib's difficulty was solved. This story exhorts to us to give respect to the words of other saints, but at the same time ask us to have full faith in our mother, that is the Guru, and abide by his instructions, for he knows our welfare better than any other person. Carve out on your heart the following words of Baba. There are innumerable saints in this world, but our father, Guru, is the father real guru. Others might say many good things, but we should never forget our guru's words. In short, love your guru wholeheartedly, surrender to him completely, and prostrate yourselves before him reverentially. And then you will see that there is no sea of mundane existence before you to cross as there is no darkness for the sun.
wooden plank, Baba's bedstead, and not buckets. In his earlier days, Baba slept on a wooden plank, four arms in length, and only a span in breadth with pantias, that is earthen lamps, burning at its four corners. Later on, he broke the plank into pieces and threw it away. White Chapter 10 Once, Baba was describing the greatness or the importance of this plank to Kaka Sahib. On hearing this, the latter said to Baba, If you still love the wooden plank, I will again suspend or hang up one in the masjid for you to sleep at ease. Baba replied, I won't like to sleep us up, leaving Mahalspati down on the ground. Then Kaka Sahib said, I will provide another plank for Mahalspati too. Baba said, How can he sleep on the plank? It is not easy to sleep on the plank. He who has many good qualities in him only can do so. He who can sleep with his eyes wide open can effect that. When I go to sleep, I often ask Mahaspati to sit by my side, place his hand on my heart and watch the chanting of Lord's name there. And if he finds me sleepy, wake me up. He can't even do this. He himself gets drowsy and begins to nod his head. When I feel his hand heavy as a stone on my heart and cry out, O Bhagat, he moves and opens his eyes. How can he, who can sit and sleep well on the ground and whose asana, posture, is not steady and who is slave to sleep, can sleep high up on a plank? On many other occasions, Baba said, out of love for his devotees. What, whether good or bad, is ours, is with us, and what is others, is with them. Pao Shri Sain, Peace to all, Jai Sain.